Happy National Lemon Cream Pie Day, Sean. Happy Lemon National Lemon Cream Pie Day to you too, Melanie. <laughs> I'm like challenging you every single time I like find one of these stupid holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it's not stupid. It's not stupid. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to all the It's a real out. day. It's real. <laughs> But also, more importantly, happy Cyber Day, Sean. Happy Cyber Day, Melanie. Oh, no. Oh, God. I still oh, Cyber Monday. Happy Cyber Monday, Sean. Mm. Happy Cyber Monday, Melanie. Have you bought anything in any of the Cyber Monday sales? No. I'm not. kicking myself because I was waiting for Cyber Monday because it falls better with my pay cycle. Mm. And there's actually a lot of places not doing Cyber Monday today. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it would have been cool, but I'm I'm not working as much this week. So I'm like, I'll just, yeah, I'll just rest these things. I did a lot of Christmas shopping and I've done a heap of Christmas shopping. I bought cleaning supplies. I, <laughs> I also bought, <laughs> I bought paint samples and I also bought, um, what else did I buy? Oh yeah. Dog food, flea treatment, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nice. All this other stuff. None of it for me, <laughs> but you know, it just means that I'm a saint thinking of other people. Wouldn't you agree? Um, just a giving person doing giving things. Pretty much. <laughs> well, we're up to season two, episode seven of Canada's Drag Race. They've just done the ball, and Cynthia Kiss is pissed off. Mm, well, yes, not, not pissed off, isn't she's angry? As in, like she's just pissed out of the competition. She's gone. She's out of here. Yeah, she's kissed away. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling at the opening of this episode? Mm, yeah. Yeah, apparently they left, yeah, they showed that they left out just a brief line before that lip sync where Cynthia Kiss was like, like, let's give him a real show or something like that. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. Wasn't bad. They addressed the nip slip because Jendal, oh, Jendal. <laughs> Jendal. <laughs> Kendall aren't Jendal's or shoes? Jandals, aren't Jandal's shoes? <laughs> Jandal should be the name of um, Jan's fans. <laughs> <laughs> they should all wear like you know, like t-shirts with like the thong with yeah with, with a jandal <laughs> like a giant jandal <laughs> what i was trying to say is they were all having a bit of a somber moment and geometric just starts laughing at kendall just being like mate nip slip <laughs> <laughs> Crystal had a nip slip a few weeks ago in Drag Race UK and now this, it's, yeah. Well, this one was much more noticed. There was a pussy slip, nip slip. Yeah, she yeah, she basically did, like, the full slips. Although her pussy slip was, like, a Barbie doll. <laughs> one, because it was, like, a, an invisible area. Mate, <laughs> what is it with these current seasons where they're just not wearing panties? What's going on? In this case, I didn't mind it, though, because it was kind of funny. That <laughs> uh, This one setting, it was funny because it didn't... Uh, apart from when it was up close, you couldn't tell that it was... um. 
you know, under an undergarment as much. It just looked yeah. like she was like a Barbie doll. Yeah, She's yeah. almost like a funny illusion. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus she still had a dress on. Oh, man. Um, one thing that did make me laugh was the tremendous product placement of Neutrogena on this episode. Oh, haven't you noticed? It's been in every episode. No, but this was nuts. They actually zoomed in on them. Like they took all these angles of them on the side with the product and then they zoomed in of them all taking like... Like when they're using the makeup removers. Yeah. Yeah, they do it every episode. I know they do it every episode, but it was pretty nuts this particular episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really like over the top. It just reminded me of Wayne's World when they're all like, you sold out and they're just like doing all the product placement. <laughs> Believe it or not, I use the same ones. <laughs> the, um, I the don't, blue one. It's nice. I don't, I don't use makeup. Well, okay. I have a bit of a regimen. I have like this. I actually can't remember the brand that I use. I bought it from Mecca. Um, I bought it from Mecca the cup like a week before I got married and I love this product. It's like a balm that you put on your face. You rub it all over your makeup and it like, breaks down the makeup and then I just get a um I get one of Kim Chi's makeup wipes it's not it's like a makeup cloth rather it's a cloth not so you just like do it under warm water and then it's really good at like just taking everything off and then if there's anything mm. left over I'll use like the simple I think the brand's called simple the simple biodegradable makeup wipes yeah that's very nice. I know it's a bit more of a procedure, but I was getting sick and tired of waking up looking like a hungover panda. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just, I mean, I just use those those Neutrogena ones just for like everyday life moisturizer sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. But, you... but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything that works well on my eyes. When I've actually had a ton of a ton of makeup on my eyes, I could be scrubbing them for an hour. Do you use primer but... before? Um, I think I did. You need to use a primer because on, when you put eyes. On, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere that the makeup goes, you should put a primer on because what the primer does, it separates the makeup from your skin. So then when you go to take it off, it's not going to stain your skin. Like oh, it yeah. should, like there's still obviously going to be a little bit of like residue, but it makes it a lot easier. One, it, like I think primer, they always advertise it as like you, your makeup will stay on longer. There's that, but also it's mainly so then when you go to take it off, it's not like actually directly on your skin. Oh, so yeah, and so it's not going to rub off anywhere. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of so that's kind of good. Yeah, but you can actually get um, eyelid primers like that are particular yeah, for eyelids. I need that. I think They're I'd really need good. that. I have very sensitive eyes. So I'd need that. I do too. So there's one that I use called um, NARS. It's one by, um, well, there's two. I like the one by NARS and I also like the one by P. Louise. I can mm. send them to you after this. P. Louise, Neutrogena, Simple, that random brand of makeup remover from Mecca, that um, Nas, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> Email us at bringbackthemustard at gmail.com. <laughs> and our Instagram is, Sean. Bring back the mustard. Are there any other products that you would like? like beauty care. I really want Lush to sponsor this podcast. 
Because mm. I use all of Lush's products. I use their, ro- I think it's rose water. Yeah, the rose water toning spritzing spray. I use that. And then if my skin is super dry, like super dry, I use skin drink, my moisturizer. If it's kind of dry, but not too bad, I use the vanishing cream. The mm. ultra bland cleanser is the best if you have super dry skin. I guess. The let the good times roll cleanser. Look at me. I know their products. <laughs> Asano could po- sponsor us because they're my main moisturizer. Who? Asano. E S S A N O. Ooh. It's just a hydrating rose hip, pure defense SPF 15 moisturizer. Rose hip is very good for yeah. you in general. Which I- I just I tend to use it like all over my face and then if if I'm if I'm working I use it on my ears and neck as well. <laughs> wow. As just as a sun. Just cuz it has SPF I'm like I'll just like do it do it just in case I don't have time later in the day. Cuz I often go out I often go out for like an hour later, hour in the day in the sun and I don't really have time to get a sunscreen for myself. That's so good. Yeah. That is so good. One thing that did like make me laugh in this episode after the product placement of Neutrogena was Geometry being like, we're having a sleepover. No? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Every- everyone's silent. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking at th- in this moment, all I could think was, I'm like, thank God I'm not alone because I do find you incredibly annoying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we are in the next day of the workroom um this episode um in this moment i was like "Ooh!" oh like the the little um tension between pythia and isis yeah when pythia's like well she just wore underwear and chains yeah pythia was showing a bit of a a bit of a i don't know a jealous was it jealousy i guess it kind of was it was sort of a petty jealousy green-eyed monster um, yeah. like to drink a lemon lime and bitters. <laughs> it was all um very sour and not nasty, but it was it just wasn't very... nasty. But it yeah, was... She... it was jealous. It was basically just jealousy of like I should have won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was saying it and I was like, okay. She she didn't hit it, she didn't put her foot in her mouth too much. But yeah, I think not to not in person. Maybe they didn't show everything that happened in the workroom. But yeah, to, to what she said in the confessional, confessional, we're all like, ooh. Uh, I think she was being polite, but she was very bothered. Like she bit her lip. Yeah. She looked to the side. She started. She looked down, bit her lip, looked back up, clapped. She was sort of looking over into other directions and sort of being very glazed. And then when they kind of, you know, addressed it with her, I guess, um, she tried, you know, she was honest in how she was feeling, but she was sort of playing it off in like a very playful way. It was very tongue in cheek, but um, obviously it, it bothered her. Yeah, I don't think it li- kept her up. She's at night. a little bit pressed. Yeah, that's probably the good word to use. She was just a little bit like, mm. yeah. There was Pythia like showing us like a little tinge of like, of a I don't know. Yeah, mm. a, a tinge of an imperfection in her, which we hadn't really seen yet. Yeah, she's, if anyone's she's been, watched, she's been very drama free 
throughout everything else throughout the season. So, yeah, Yeah. it's kind of funny to see it. I've just finished watching Big Mouth season five and I was just waiting for her to, like, you know, bulk up green eyes, pick her, pick her through a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Like have like the love bugs turn into like a fucking hate worm and just surround. (laughs) (laughs) Brad Goreski walks into the room. I love this guy. Me too. He's great. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah, he's just very sweet and lovely. But he walks in, he's like, we're going to do a bit of a spin-off of Fashion Police, and it's called Fashion Partlies, as in P-U-H-L-E-E-Z-E. Did I get that right? I think so. Did I correctly spell that misspelt word correctly? Probs. I can't find it on here. (laughs) Probs. P-R-O-B-S. Oh, yeah, it's on the screen now because we're playing yeah. it in silence in the background. I got it correct, Amundo. So the whole idea of this mini challenge is that they're going to play other, they're going to show them looks of their previous and current contestant, a fellow contestants, and they're going to, like, review their outfits. Yeah. This challenge was sort of cute. Yeah, it was all right. I don't think anyone was overly funny, really. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really like. There was no part of me that was like invested in anyone to win. Yeah. Neither <laughs> or yeah, it was kind like of it like, was. It was sort by of... the end of it, it was kind of like, oh, they, oh, oh, that's the winner, right? Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> cool. was my sort of thing. I was like, oh, this is this is fun. Actually, Adriana was quite funny. Mm. The way that she was just like. I really like this. And then Isis is like, really? And then she just goes, no. Yeah, that was funny. I liked that. <laughs> they were a good duo. I liked it. I enjoyed their, their duo. I like them doing things together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like them doing things together. Um, Kimora gave, gave us the same she always gives us. It's always the same energy. She's always at 100. Yeah. Yeah, she's quite monotone, really. Yeah. Not as in she's boring. Monotone monotone means that you're at the same pitch, at the same, like, you know, level. Yeah, she, like, yeah, One. basically, like, same loud voice the whole way. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. it's fine. I think that's just her. Yeah, I think it's just, it's sort of how she does it. Yeah. Yeah, them ripping on um Gia's like first runway was very funny. Yeah, this <laughs> was so gross. <laughs> Kendall Gender is announced as the winner. Were you surprised? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone was fantastic. So I was just yeah, like, oh, cool. I wasn't. In- I wasn't invested in anyone to win. I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. How's the weather? Mild. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we get to, they announce the main challenge and they say that it's a roast. Mm. The roast of Brooklyn Heights. The roast of Brooklyn. 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 The roast of Brooklyn. Oh, fuck. I went to do it again. The roast of Brooklyn 
Heights. You can separate her name to Brooke Lynn. Brooke Lynn Heights. Yeah. So who did you think before they start their, um, before they do anything, who did you think was going to win this? Like, who do I think would do well? Yeah. Who did you think was going to do really well? I, I feel like I, I, I said, immediately I assume Isis would do well. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think it's just her vibe. I, I assume she'd be good in a roast. She has that vibe anyway. Yeah, I thought Isis was going to do really well. Um, I thought... The trailer, I... the trailer kind of already set me on Kendall Gender doing well. I like, wasn't sure. Yeah, because... I, I, I wouldn't... If they hadn't... If the trailer hadn't shown anything of Kendall, I wouldn't really have a view. Mm. But the trailer I... kind of already made that... Gave that potential judgment anyway i'll be honest there's been a couple of episodes of drag race in the past where they've kind of set it up to look like a certain queen is going to do really well and they've set up a trailer where it looks like a potential queen is going to do quite bad but then you get to the episode and it's the other way around so i thought potentially um when it came to kendall gender i thought she wasn't going to do that great or she was going to be in the middle because as i said last week I don't think she's funny. <laughs> mm. I often don't trust the trailers, but only the only reason I, I vaguely trusted this one was because they showed footage from the actual... It wasn't like the preparation footage. It was from the actual roast itself. Yeah, yeah. That was the only reason I vaguely trusted it a little bit. Mm. So as the winner of the mini challenge... Kendall has the power to assign where everybody wants to, like, the order that everybody goes in. She does a fucking brave thing and she goes, I'd like to go first. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah, because as we said in Drag Race UK, when they did the roast about a week and a half ago, it's a really hard, it's a really, it's one of these, it's it's a pro and there's pros and cons, obviously, to each sort of position that you're in but going first and going last it exposes you to a couple of things so you kind of have to so the first and last acts are generally the best acts right yeah so you know if you're bad you've kind of made you've got the risk that other audience you know other people might want to leave and might not particularly want to stay for the rest of the show because you're setting the tone of the show but also at the same time if you're really good, everyone else that comes after you, they're really, they don't want to come after you. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, when you, um, like Live Aid, remember like you weren't there. We weren't, we didn't exist at Live Aid, <laughs> but me being a music nerd, I've watched it a trillion. What do you mean Band Aid? No, no. I mean Live Aid, like the original one, 1985. I thought, oh, I thought Band Aid was the first one. Live was Aid was, so Band Aid was the band that did like, you know, the songs for Live Aid, like, do they know it's Christmas? Oh, Feed the World, do they know it's Christmas? Oh, time yeah, that's right. And um, right. Feed the World. So the yeah. band is Band Aid, but the actual concert is Live Aid. And that was where mm-hmm. they had, like, the switch between, you know, the UK and the American concerts, and they were sort of going at the same time. Yeah. But um, I always feel whenever I watch it, I always, and it's funny, right? <laughs> Because Queen have been like famed as being like the bit like that has been like the best live television set of all time because it is. Yeah. Right. Um, Simple Minds came after them. 
with <laughs> with that song oh don't you forget <laughs> about me so every time i hear that song i'm like i feel sorry for you assholes <laughs> you had to go after queen <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that's just because i'm a music nerd and i remember it <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, (laughs) we are the champions. It's funny. If you ever watch it, you'd like fast forward to like we are like the ending of we are the champions. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is the most like amazing thing I've ever seen. And then it goes into that song by Simple. (laughs) It's just not the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard Simple Minds live. Come to think of it. It's not Queen. It's not Queen, no. I'm not saying they're bad. It's just that they're not queen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're no, they have their, they're always going to have their shtick. It's just a different shtick. They'll always have rom-coms. 80s rom-coms. Any rom, or really, really any rom-com. Any rom-com that like pays tribute to an old rom-com. Like The Breakfast Club? Yeah. Like, yeah, because that's what like that song's in. in the, breast, the, the, the Breast Fist. Yeah. And like the whole. Breakfast Fist Club. Like they use it in in ones like paying tribute to other ones as well. Like um, like Easy A did the whole like boombox thing at the end of it. Yeah. And then they played that song. Yeah, yeah. Like, and like even, even I don't even know if it's from from that movie they're paying tribute to, but you know what it is because it's yeah. that song. Kamora hmm. yeah. Amor is at the end, and I guess everyone else is sort of filtered in between, like in the middle somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. Adriana, I have concerns for straight up because when she's in the yeah. writing room, she's like, I struggle with English as it is, let alone try and tell jokes in a language that isn't my mother tongue. Yeah. And Pythia, Pythia said that she was you know, not confident with this, with this challenge as well. I don't think anyone, like, it's hard because it's one, one. one thing with a roast, right, um, I think some people can mistake because a roast is really, it's taking digs at somebody, but they shouldn't be coming from a hateful place. They should be coming from still a loving place or respectful place. And you're poking fun at things that aren't going to offend the person so much. Um, And I think the thing with a roast that's really hard is trying to find that balance. Yeah. Like it's really difficult. Yeah. It's basically like, it's a basically like cleverly worded teasing. Yeah. Hey. Like you're not actually trying to like actually hurt them. You want you want them to be in on the joke. That's it. They need to know about the joke. You don't want to be exposing you don't want to be exposing them. Like I think fat jokes should never happen. I don't think jokes about someone's appearance unless they've made cracks about their appearance. You know what I mean? Like yeah. If, like people, if you're going to do those ones, it has to be worded really cleverly in a way that's like, that was a, that was an unexpected clever burn. Like not, yeah, not like nasty. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like one thing, um, like a couple of friends of mine, they, always, you know, them. they always, um, you know, like my friend James, he's always like, can you get your fat ass out of the way? And most people would be offended by that, but I'm very embraced. Like I embrace the fact that I've got, I'm very gifted in the bum. I'm not fat, but I've got a big bum. <laughs> so yeah. he's always like, so he's always ripping on me for having like a big bum, but it's something that I embrace. You or, like that about yourself. So it's yeah. like, it's not, yeah. it's not nasty. <laughs> 
or some people like making fun of me for like my Poland syndrome, but I'm often, I'm very open about it, but also I, I take digs at myself about it too. <laughs> so it just depends on like the delivery. But if someone came out and said that, you know, um, like, you know, you're fat or something, it's not necessarily true or something that I wasn't privy to, it, it can be really hurtful. So yeah. I think it's really hard. It, it's really tricky to try and find that balance of what's, you know, what's comedy and what's just outright nasty, but you've also got to get the translation of the joke correct as well. Yeah. Like I told yeah, a joke. And the a delivery. Couple, I tried telling a joke a couple of weeks ago and I was actually meant to bag out myself, but it came out like I was bagging out the person that I, that was in the same room and, the whole night. I won't go into details. Everyone laughed it off and I tried explaining it, but I was so embarrassed because I was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I was actually trying to bag myself out and compliment you, but it came across as like, I didn't want to, basically the way that the joke translated the way, okay. The way that I wanted the joke to translate was because this person's pregnant. I wanted to translate, like, I don't want to get pregnant because I, well, I'm scared. The way that I wanted the joke to translate was I'm scared of getting pregnant because I'm not going to look as good as what this person does as a pregnant person, because this friend of ours is, I'll be frank, so stunning. And even as a pregnant person, she's fucking stunning. Still looks like a supermodel, even though she's like seven and a half, eight months pregnant or something. But the way that it turned out, because I said, because I don't want to end up like this it sounded like I didn't want to end up like her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I was in a corner and it's my fault because I didn't articulate it very well. But yeah, that was like a running thing for the rest of the night to the point that when I got home, I said to Adrian, I'm like, oh my God, I hope she's not mad at me because I'm like, I didn't know how else to get out of the joke. Like that's not what I meant. (laughs) So so you've got to be very careful when you're doing that. You've got to be careful. Not to do that on stage. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! That was like three <laughs> weeks ago, and I'm still, I still haven't lived it down. <laughs> Just like, oh god. We're on the main stage now. So Brad Goreski and Emma Hunter, they're mm. giving like feedback, and yeah, Emma Hunter's our guest judge this week as well. Yeah. Where is she from? I do know her. She's a comedian. She's a comedian, right? Okay. I looked her up briefly before this. She's, well, I could only find, like, just for laugh, um, stand-up type things. I think that's where I remember her from. I think she must have, she must have been in in the TV circuit a little bit as well. I haven't looked looked up much, but yeah, I did see some stuff with her, like, on interview shows and things, just part Mm. of, parts of panels. So she's probably just... Mm around a variety of things mm. Kendall genders first up and she's doing quite well with the jokes that she's come up with like they're quite creative yeah. they're, they're quite creative they're not um they're not uh what do you call it they're not on the offensive side they're just yeah. poking it poking fun at things and if there's anything that could be sort of be deemed as a sore spot it's so over exaggerated that it's not realistic anyway so you can just laugh it off and you wouldn't be 
you know, you wouldn't be offended by it. Yeah, she's she's given us good material. It's like very clever. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So far, yeah. and then they and they they're workshopping her well as well. Like, yeah, there was a lot of to and from with, with this exchange, so I thought that was very good. And then immediately I said to I, I recoiled and I said to Adrian, I'm like, last week I said she wasn't funny. <laughs> I was thinking I made that a, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like last week, I made a point of saying she's we had not like funny. we had a full on moment with a pause. <laughs> <laughs> If you were ready and you know when I say, are you ready? <laughs> it's not it's not good. But um, I was like, oh, this will be interesting. I'll see how it plays out on stage. The other queens that seem to be struggling, Adriana, struggle bus. Had yeah, no idea massive what, struggle. They didn't really know how to workshop this one. Yeah. Yeah, it was, she was the... Ma- she was probably the biggest concern, actually, uh, out of the workshopping. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it was just she was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And that's really hard when, like, especially if it's your second language. She, she can speak and understand English quite well from what I understand. But. it's It'd still be a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it just wasn't quite making sense. And I think she was trying to do more. I think she was more so thinking of it from a place of like a monologue as opposed to a roast because a roast should be more yeah. so, you know, joke, 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 where a monologue you may be, you're acting out a scene on your own, right? Because Yeah. And there is a different, there is a real difference because the thing is if you're acting out a scene and you don't quite know what, it's very hard it's, to connect. Yeah, it's like a whole other art art form that, like, if you didn't, if you already like were struggling just to put it, to put it, like, it's probably the ner- the nerves, adding nerves to things was probably making her struggle more with, yeah. with English because that just happens, right? Mm. So then, like, it's having to like come up with this whole other, like, this whole other art language type for a roast is probably just like mm. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it must be a big struggle. Kamora Moore came out and I was like, oh, she's going to win this. Yeah, they actually, it looked like she was going to do really well. No joke when she was like, she's, um, Isis is like, like a, a early noughties rapper. Yeah, the pussy she's always, complain- she's always complaining her neck, neck her back. back. Yeah. If she had an ass, she'd be complaining about her crack as well. And then they said, oh, you can say pussy. Yeah. I was like, that is such a good joke. It is a really good joke. Yeah. Yeah, because it's that thing where like it kind of comes down to like you know I like lately I'm always complaining I'm like oh because of my pollen syndrome you know I've I've got all this pain and stuff, and so like you know the running joke at our friends ever since the wedding is like oh um can you get me a co- oh I really want a coffee oh is that because of your pollens like it's <laughs> <laughs> like it's got no recollect like it's got no relation to it at all but it is an exaggeration <laughs> of something that's partially truthful you know yeah. so that's where i was like that that's a cracker of, <laughs> that's a cracker of a joke <laughs> but um yeah there were a couple of struggle buses on this yeah there were a couple of people struggling on the bus <laughs> yeah it like it looked like most were struggling P- pithia like pithia was struggling but like her workshop kind of made it look like she was she had potential yeah. It was hard to tell with Pythia. 
I can't remember if she says it during the um I can't remember if she was saying it here or if she was saying it in her deliberation. Um, but she said that she's one of these people that you tell a joke, she doesn't understand the joke, she has to Google the punchline. Yeah, I think she said that in the confessional. Yeah, which is really interesting. And I guess that sometimes sometimes people just don't get the joke. Yeah. You know, I've met people where I've said something, I've made a joke. Like I've met people where I've made a joke and they're cracking up laughing, but they actually have no idea what the punchline is. So then when you eventually tell them the punchline, then they're like, oh, but some people just like being involved in the laughter, I guess, or they just think it's a funny thing. But then you have other people that, you know, like you make a joke and they're just like straight over the head. You never know, too. Some people might just find the delivery funny or they might find the way you said the joke funny. You can, yeah. never, you can never really tell, like, what what it is about a joke that actually is going to make someone laugh. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I remember... Um, I, it sounds like I'm putting tickets on myself, but I remember one thing with, um, like, when we got married, when Lauren, my maid of honour, the one that always rips on me for being inaccurate in this podcast... So now I'm like quadruple checking anything that I say in the event that she's going to like correct me for it, even though she never comes for you and she always comes for me. Yes, the I fact, am the victim. The fact check Tris. Yeah, fact check Tris. <laughs> <laughs> but like she made it, like she was talking about me because she did a speech and she was talking about me and then she made this one comment and it kind of comes circles back to like, people being able to like tell jokes and just be funny people. Like I'm not saying that I'm a comedian, but I guess I've accepted that people think I'm funny, but she said something like she goes, every, every story is better just because she says it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like any story at all is better when she says it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah. So, but you're right. It's that sort of thing where you can, someone can tell a joke and it's not that funny. It's all in the delivery or someone yeah. could just not, you know, in some instances where I thought this is going to be, I thought this was going to be the case when um, ISIS was doing her um, walk, not walkthrough, but she was doing her coaching session because she just wasn't landing the jokes. But naturally, she's very funny. I think I'd be in that boat. Yeah. You know? Because she could be the type of person similar to me where you can bat it back. But if you're having to come up with the content fresh, that's very different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it helps if you've got a good, um, if you have like a good body of work to go with, then you can kind of improv your way further, I guess, in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So they've just finished their coaching sessions yeah coaching workshopping whatever yeah by the end of the coaching session who do you think without you know going ahead without you know jumping ahead who do you think was going to win and who did you think the two bottoms were going to be just based on what you saw in that coaching session i think i was i was leaning on um yeah it was between the like the three um Kendall, Isis, and Kimora. Like, that was what... I think that's what who I saw as doing well anyway. Oh, okay. Right. What about on the bottom? Um, The rest of them. 
<laughs> we need two. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I thought Adriana and did I think Geometric? I probably, th I probably did think Geometric. Yeah, I was actually concerned potentially they were going to throw Isis in the bottom, and then who who was accompanying her was going to potentially be Adriana and or and or Gia. That's what I thought. Mm. Just because I was looking at it and I'm like, well, they might chuck Isis in the bottom just because they're like, well, you know, you should know better. Because she really did stumble in her first, like in, like from what we saw, it looked like, she, yeah, it looked yeah. like she was really, she didn't really have the, the bones there. I, for some reason I was, I, w I really wasn't worried about her. I don't know why. Yeah. I was very much like, I don't know, I saw her triumphing. Maybe it was because of her confidence before it. I was kind of like, I was like, I, I have a feeling she's going to she's gonna rise to it. I thought um, Kimura was going to win, hands down. I'm like, oh, well, that's it. That's the queen. I, I always know that there's, it always tends to happen. There'll be a queen that workshops, doesn't have a good workshop, but then she'll have a really good set. Yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be the case with Isis. Mm. Interesting. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> We're back in the workroom and the queens are getting ready to deliver their roast. They're putting their makeup on and Pythia sort of asks everybody they how do they feel once they're in drag so she makes a comment and i think gia agree um quips up and says that she feels like a superhero and pythia agrees pythia then says that she's named herself after a very well respected figure in greek culture because in greek culture it's not overly accepted it's not accepted for a man to be overly feminine and then they start sort of talking about the other queens sort of chime up and well not chime up sorry they start talking about or agreeing and saying you know when they're it, it's hard even in the gay world where you have these guys let's call them gentlemen is that an okay term to use just for this example yeah i mean as an example being overly feminine and then you also have that stigma of you know men not being skinny enough but then on the flip side you have other men not being big enough because they're not men and then you know but when they're in drag they feel like they're just like this completely different person have you had any I guess as, as a gay person but also somebody that has not a professional drag queen by any means but you've kind of <laughs> dipped your toe in it um and I guess, yeah, just being a gay person, have you had any experiences or feelings like that? We sort of talked about this a little bit last week about gender stereotypes. So I guess this yeah. is sort of a follow-on. It's similar. I guess it's more, it's like specific to how you are like in the gay community or in these, or gay or gay and or queer community, I guess. It's, yeah, I think you, you probably more, you get it more in the gay community than you do the, the, the queer community community as a collective i would say but um there's there, there there are certain expectations out there a bit but yeah i mean i i kind of get it like i mean i only do drag at home really when i do it but i do kind of i don't know yeah there is something about once you're in that you are just in that character mode and there's like nothing that can 
there's no like worrying about how you're perceived or any like self-consciousness in that in that character you're just you are yeah like I think a lot of teachers actually used to say that when I was at uni they'd be like props 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 and costumes they do a lot of work and like that that's a lot of what drag drag can do to you actually I think is it puts you into that just the costume itself puts you into that character yeah and um I can see that yeah it's sort of it's the upside and the downside is when you get out of that <laughs> when you get out of that character then you are like back to being you and mm. yeah mm. I and, can yeah, it's 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 an odd world the gay the gay world is a very odd world when it comes to um beauty standards and masculine or not masculine just like you could do a whole you could do spend like forever talking about like grinder and the bloody dating world of being gay and the expectations there are and how you look it's yep yeah yeah i and, and again i'm i'm not a, a gay person by any means my experiences are sort of they're going to be different by default just because i'm a female but i understand yeah. what clothing can do what makeup can do i don't like calling my stage things costume because there are times that i will just wear those things even if they're not a like even if i'm not on stage yeah um but I know as a female, like I've talked about this with you a lot and we were just joking about it, but I was born with an incredibly rare condition called Poland syndrome. And part of that condition, well, the main, the main, I guess, characteristic of that syndrome is that I was born with no pectoral muscle on one side of my body. Um, but the one thing that was always focused on growing up as a child and into adulthood was the fact that I was only born with one breast and like growing up as a kid, my um, family and, you know, my doctors that were working with me were very protective of me and wanted to sort of keep it quiet because, that, you know, it's a very complex thing to understand, like for a child to have to grapple with anyway. So it was very much, you know, don't, don't talk about it. So I've only really started talking about it since like my adult, like since I've been an adult. So I'm like, well, I don't see why I need to hide anything, but I know for me, um, I absolutely hated like growing up. It was really hard because I'd want to wear certain things. And then for me to even for me to wear something like an off the shoulder, I couldn't do that. <laughs> and I would have to try and sew things into my clothes. And a lot of that comes down to, well, I don't want to be walking around with just like before I had my surgery, obviously, um, I didn't want to be walking around and have people think that you know, there was something wrong with uh, that, that I had breast cancer or something that was constantly something that was running through my head, people thinking that I had breast cancer and then making fun of me for being like this freak that with one boob and dating has always been really hard for me, not because I never felt comfortable meeting people or anything, but more so it's like, well, what if they want more and they're going to see me and they're going to like, you know, think I'm a freak, make fun of me or just not want to go on a date with me anymore. So I was always very conservative in that front never wore a bikini. I remember, well, actually I did try wearing bikinis, but I remember there were a couple of times that my, um, like the prosthetic that I had sewn in my bra, it would fall out. <laughs> and then I'd be walking around the pools for the rest of the day with my arms crossed because I'm like, I don't want people to notice that I've got only one breast. So I completely understand where, and I think a lot of that, like I'm a blonde woman, blonde white girl, 
So there was this expectation that blonde white girls, that you know, they get their tits out and they're gorgeous and they're skinny. I've never wanted to be skinny. If anything, I've always wanted to like be the type of girl with curve, not as in overweight or anything, just as in some, I've always embraced, you know, my hourglass, I've got a true hourglass figure. And as I've gotten older, I've got a big bum and I'm very happy with that. But you know, I remember growing up, girl, you know, that whole, does, does this make my bum look big in this? That was a real thing that people didn't like. It where was I was thing, always yeah, like, I, I think it's cool. You know? <laughs> but there is a, like, when it comes to beauty standards for women, I it's really frightening. You know, women tend to, I'm not saying all women are like this, but there was a real pressure for me to get my eyebrows waxed. And I'm like, well, I have a good shape in my eyebrows. Why do I need to get them waxed? But I grew up in a time when women would pretty much wax all of their brows and just have one line (laughs) in their eyebrow. And now it's funny. It's, it's sort of flipped where you have girls with thicker brows um, and they've got the lip filler and all of these other things. And it's something I'm I'm pro cosmetic surgery and I'm pro enhancements and things like that. If that's what you truly want to do. But the thing that I do have a problem with is people feeling like they need to do these certain things because that's what other people want them to do. And that's what certain celebrities are doing. And that really, that's a real problem to me, you know? Yeah. Like doing it because you feel like, you need to look that way for society. Or- exactly. Yeah. And it would be the yeah. same as what you've told me and like privately about people hitting you up on Grinder. Like it's very, like it's almost like you need to have a particular, res- it's almost like a resume. Yeah, pretty much. Know? And it's crazy. I'm just like, what about me as a person? Like, you know, yeah. I, I found it. used to it- be that way with them, um, with body hair, with them um, in the gay community. That one's changed now. Now there's a bit more of a, like I don't know acceptance among people that actually like it because there there are a lot of people that actually it turns out there are a lot of people that actually do really love body hair especially in the gay community but it was like a standard a few like maybe like five to ten years ago it was like a standard then that everyone's hairless like I think it was just I think it was like a society standard I remember one person online because like I'm I have a very minimal amount. Like I probably, I have some like around my nipples and then like that's, then like just a tiny bit, tiny bit of chest hair, not much. But I remember like someone online was like telling me that I needed to get to whack, to wax my, um, my chest and everything. And I was like, I remember at the time I, it like, it hit me a little bit, but I was a little bit like, really? <laughs> mm. There was even, there was even still a little part of me that was like, you're like what this is a little intense <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy and then like i think these um these expectations of what certain genders and ethnicities should look like and how they should act is really it's it's still an issue like it, it's I, I think it's getting better i don't know if it's getting better or worse or if it's changing direction you know what i mean like it's really it's really hard to tell but i know like if I didn't want to go on a date with a guy when I was younger and they would say that I was hot and all these other things and I just wasn't interested or I would have boyfriends and I'd break up with them. They'd be like, yeah, well, you're fat anyway. 
or you know some other really hurtful thing and then you do carry it through like I, I'm actually a pretty confident person I would think like I'm I embrace how I look I love my curves I love my bum I think I'm a sexy person not saying I'm the best person on the planet but the way I carry myself I'm very open and bubbly I guess and very forward so that's when pretty sassy so that's I'm like I think I'm a pretty sexy person and I'm very unique in the way that I am and who I am but there's still you know you know I, I reckon at least a hundred times a day that I look I see myself in the mirror and I'm like oh shit that's not a good angle and there mightn't be anything wrong but it's just that's how the brain is unfortunately wired and everyone would go through those same you know those same things yeah right like it's i'm all for you know making yourself who you want to be but but the pressures for certain people to look a certain way they're still very much they're still very much ingrained in society for sure and i i know what the power of clothing can do like I love my platform here like my big giant like shoes and bright colored shoes been um you know my sweat like my you know my skinny dresses or slim dresses or you know my sequins or you know my bold lips or whatever it is that I want to do with my makeup and a lot of it is because I think it it trains like it, it that to me translates how I want people to see me that's how I want people to see me looking like and it's not so much because people have told me that's just I'm like well this is the person that I think is really awesome so that's what I try to project out there you know mm. I think that still stings me in the foot though because overall I think I'm an introverted extrovert <laughs> Oh no, I'm an extroverted introvert rather. So I think sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that that brings a lot more attention to me than what I want. But you know, it's still fun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But very, very interesting. And I think it's, I, I think it's so bloody good that they're still having all of these conversations with each other and just being, you know, like you still have all the like I've heard. I can't remember what season it was, but there was one particular queen that was like, you know, I've had people say that I'm not black enough yeah or too black or you know and you're just like that's so that's so crazy and then you you hear it's it's within like you know their own communities that people are saying things like that i'm just like who even says shit like that who even thinks that yeah there's a lot of that yeah like obviously i don't understand because i've not had that situation happen to me so if anyone wants to like fill us in on their experiences for educational purposes hit us up yeah but, um yeah like it's it's very interesting when you hear i'm i'm always intrigued to hear what other people what other people's experiences have been mm. you know and it yeah and i feel like yeah it's it's interesting because you can be in like what you would think is like the better end of the spectrum with certain things like i like there, there's there's guys i've gotten with that like like I, I'm, I would say I'm very well off with how I look, but like I, you still get with some guys that will yes, be he's like stunning. Yes, all of my friends say he's just so attractive. <laughs> he doesn't have but, to um... say anything, and I just love him. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I know, I'm fucking ugly. He's gorgeous. <laughs> yes, he's Belle. I'm the beast. Be my guest. Um... Tell me how beautiful my friend is and how different and better he is than me. Any, anyway, but yeah, you get um. <laughs> I've gotten some guys that have been like, that have like, they've complimented me and then gone on to tell me what I need to improve. And like, 
I'm, I'm always, that, that used to affect me. Nowadays, I'm just like, you're a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I'm just like, just don't, like, if you're not, yeah, just don't even talk about how people look if that's what you need to do. <laughs> I used to have, obviously it's different now that I'm married, um, but I used to get this a lot where I would have people hit on me and say that they really want to, you know, I would have people chase me, not, not like they would just hound me to go on dates with them and stuff um, because they thought I was really sexy they thought I was really sexy, just like the way that I dressed, the way that I, you know, spoke and carried myself and all those other things. But then they would get really um, disappointed that I was so quiet in private. And then they would like, they'd be like, you need to be, or they would want to try and like, you know, they, they thought that I was going to like, you know, go on a first date with them and then bend over and, you know, just be, you know, they thought that I was going to be like the woman in red, you know, <laughs> that sort of experience. Yeah. But then like, yeah, in private, I'm like, I'm still, I still get nervous to go on dates. I still don't think I'm good enough at times. And overall I, I pretty much keep to myself like you remember when you and I first started I guess getting really close I lived in an apartment on my own and I would spend nights there days there weeks not seeing anybody except for whoever I worked with because I'm just pretty private like that you know yeah and people get disappointed by that because they're like oh but that's not that's not who I want you to be I'm like well it's on and off mate <laughs> still me it's yeah just, you know and then and then at the end of the day you're like well like why like there's no there's no i should do anything like we can do whatever we want and be whoever we want yeah <laughs> and like the way we look doesn't have anything to do with that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure that was that was it oh shit that was a good chat sean Now we're on the main, we're at the main stage. They're about to do the challenge. Brooklyn Heights comes out. Oh my boom, God. Boom, boom, boom. Fucking hell. Yeah. Stunning. She's smashing it. I love this color on her. Yeah. She's so just, she's smashing it. RuPaul needs to talk to her. She, cause RuPaul never gets a new delusion, right? She got an illusion, right? <laughs> so you know i'm just i'm just saying i'm just putting it out there it's a nice color it is it's like a lilac color the whole snake with like a di- a light color thing is quite cool you don't always get that yeah it was snake very, is usually with green isn't it like that's the typical yeah. that's the typical thing snakes get done with mm. it's kind of nice seeing it with like a, a light that lilac yeah we've got a guest Oh, hello, London. <laughs> she wants a cuddle. <laughs> I took her for a walk before I went to the doctor. And now she's just like, why is it so, Why is it still raining? Like, I don't know, mate. <laughs> yeah. Just try and ignore her where you can. <laughs> um, so Kendall Gender is up first and she smashes it straight up. Yeah, she does super well. Yeah, this is like something that you would see if you had like an MC, if you hired an MC, because she was, you know, taking digs at people, but she wasn't overly offensive of anybody. 
Yeah. She didn't offend anybody. It was just everyone was like, yeah, totally. It was just like very well written. I have to apologize. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm sorry, Kendall Gender. Last week, I said that I made a decision over many weeks of watching you. And that decision was that I don't think you're funny. And whilst I agree that previous episodes of you, I've not found them funny. You were very funny in this episode, season two, episode seven of Canada's Drag Race. There we have it. A retraction and apology. But it was still a bit backhanded. I'm like, whilst I agree you weren't funny in previous episodes. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't take back what I said in previous episodes to no, those I'm not episodes. Take it back, but I'm going to apologize if, she, you know, she was, if she is listening to this podcast and she's like, well, she fucking better have it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, you know, shy when I'm wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah. would find a way to sort of, you know, put it back on you as well. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'd always say like, yeah, these are the type of things you always want to be proven wrong for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Get better. Just plan it out. I just don't think she's great at, you know, uh, she needs to plan her jokes and her, and her remarks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she did a really great job. Adriana. Um, so Rocky start, but I don't know. She saved herself somewhere in there. Yeah, I think she was nervous at first, but then once she kind of, I think what happened was she stepped outside of herself and was like, mate, shake it off. Yeah. And then she did shake it off. And then I think when she started getting the laughs, when she took a jab at the girls on the side, I think that's where everyone was like, yeah. ah, okay. And, and I think sometimes- that, She had that yeah. funny one um, of the like, um, the, the funny one she poked at the Brat Pack. That was a good one. Yeah. That I thought, I think that like, that put her in a, a good momentum. Yeah. When she said, <laughs> Brooklyn really liked it. <laughs> I like that. I've been like topping and bottoming and. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. want me to show versatility. I've never topped and bottomed so hard in it. Like, so hard. <laughs> oh, <my thought>. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very good. Rocky start, but you know, that's all right. Yeah, I think it it can be a really good thing to um to 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 show yourself recovering from a bad start. Yeah, you fall over, you get back up again. Yeah. Yep. It's more so if you don't learn from the lesson. Yeah. That's where the problem is. So, then we have this fucking idiot. Geometric. Oh. I actually feel bad for Gia, to be honest. No, I, think I didn't. This was not good. <laughs> only because of her talking about, like, having anger issues in the past that she's sort of tried to av- avoid this kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know any of the details of that, but... From what from what I understand, I think she was bullying... She was a bully at school. Oh, okay. Potentially. I, I could be wrong, but that's how... Because she said, you know... Growing up, I was always really rude and mean and hurtful to people. So she could have potentially been some sort of bully. I mean, it's hard to know. She could have just been... It's very common for a lot of 
a lot of gay people to be very lash outy with their like with their anger. Hmm. Wouldn't necessarily mean bully, but they could just be a very react, a very quick to react um, type of angry person, I guess. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know the details of it. But yeah, I will the- say this: um, Gia wasn't the only one, but she started it. The jokes about Brooklyn's face. Yeah, the bro- jo- really- jokes about Brooklyn's face did not go down well. It you- really bothered me because I didn't even notice she had filler. Oh, I've noticed it since. Oh, I noticed it on episode one, but then it like we stopped, kind of stopped talking about it after the um the reading challenge. Yeah, but it's nothing crazy. Her face. Yeah, it wasn't was, ridiculous. It was just a little bit of cheek filler. Yeah, and I was just like the way that they were going on and on and really harping on about it to me. It just kind of felt like they lacked originality and didn't really know much about Brooklyn at all and didn't really know what to say about her. Yeah, and you noticed. I noticed too from the um the the workshop. I think I think it was maybe Isis. She had a joke. She had a joke on um on um on Brooklyn's on filler that they basically just told her to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they literally said get rid of it. That they were like maybe focus on this one or that one. Don't do that one. And she mm. was like, okay. So she was like, okay, I'll just throw the whole joke out. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Gia was bad. Gia reminded me of Laganja in the stand-up challenge when she did it all those years ago. That starting bit was very that. It was like oh, trying to compensate for the fact that you're not you're meant good to make at it, people basically. laugh. You're not meant to have people look at you. Like there's a difference between trying to push being pretty and yeah, yeah. like it, it's a nervous crutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nervous crutch that it doesn't come off well. No. Yeah. Pythia was not, Pythia wasn't great. She did the same thing with the with the filler joke. It yeah. just wasn't quite. A lot of Pythias didn't land. No. And then even Brooklyn clapped back and said, you know, I'm still waiting for a smile. Like, because um, Pythia makes yeah. a joke about her not being able to smile. And then Pythia's like, well, I'm still waiting for the opportunity or something, which was very funny. Yeah. You know, it's a problem when the person that's being roasted claps back at you. Yeah. That means you're not doing well. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do that all the time with my friend James when we get into a situation talking about friends. He goes, you don't have friends. I'm like, why are you talking to me then? <laughs> Why do you always want to have dinner with me? Why do you always want to ask what I'm doing? Why? <laughs> it's like a joke that fails. I'm just like, mate, <laughs> you're only friends with me because you got in the queue early. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't fantastic. I was like, oh, there they are. Yeah. Doing? I was, I was like, like, oh no. I was like, fucking Pythia, what are you doing? Mm. And it wasn't the normal fucking Pythia. It was like, fucking Pythia, what are you doing? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Who was after that? Was that Isis after that? Yeah, Isis. This killed is- it. Okay, so, no. <laughs> I'll say killed it, but unfortunately, it was time management. Yeah, this killed it, but time management. I actually thought this one, except she for the fact that won. she didn't get Brooklyn, 
if she she'd got if she'd gotten in her Brooklyn stuff, if she'd like managed the time better, she would have been hands down the winner to me. It I actually thought the, I thought the joke she did were the best. Oh but, fuck yeah! Yeah, they and the, the delivery was so good. That's just that the one she did to um Brad, and then just the eyes. <laughs> I said it to Adrian. I like I, <laughs> I squealed. I was like. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love that. Just that you can just say the name of the title and just give a look. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it was so good. It was so fucking good. She, yeah, she was the best one. If. Time, it's just time management. Time That's the thing. Managed. We've had this on all, I think All Stars 1, they, they showed this. It was like, um. It season. was like, yeah, they had to like, yeah, they're like, yeah, they had to have their set done by a certain time. And then like when the lights went or whatever, and that was like the big, the big thing. Yeah. Well, the producers were actually yelling out, you need yeah, to wrap up. You're they done. You've run out of time. So it makes me wonder, she must've gone well over time. Oh, but and remember, happened. remember she who shall not be named from um season 12. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In season Happen 12. With, in that, that time they just let her go. And then she was faulted for it. I don't get why they did that. They should have just done. They should have done what they did in this one and just been like, "You're out of time." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was. It was. It was odd, but yeah. um, but yeah, it's a it's a thing though. Like it's part of the the challenge. You've got to keep time. Mm, it sucked because she would have won. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah. Kamora Amor. Uh. Now. What were your thoughts on this? Oh, just I agreed with everything the judges said on it. No, what did like, you think? <laughs> like literally, that was they said it afterwards, and I was like, "That's what I thought." Like the the jokes that, even the jokes that she workshopped, like they weren't as funny. They were still funny, but they were they were also the best ones that she did on there. And the rest of them were like, "Oh, mean." Like it wasn't funny. It started off good. It actually started off good. And then when she turned around to, Adri- I think it was Adriana, and then she just yelled at her. That was duck. that was really bad. That, that I was joke. like, whoa. It, it could have been funny too if she worded it different or just like, I don't know. It was, she went to mean where she could have just been like, kept it simple and just been like, like Adriana, yeah. always, Adriana actually set her up with a good moment there because she agreed with her. She was like. So like all she would have had to do do then was like, see then you made the joke for me. You're stupid. Moved on. Mm. <laughs> Could have I... like something like that. Like I don't know, but something like that. But she just went. She just went to like. Sc- she basically just screamed at her and then kept going. Yeah, you suck. Like I know there's no curse word or anything like that, but actually saying to someone you suck. I've actually said that to someone before when they've been. I won't go into details. I have yelled that at somebody before when they were just being the worst and it actually made the room silent because it is incredibly hurtful. Like it's obviously I was incredibly frustrated and incredibly angry. Like if I went into details of the situation, I'm sure everyone would be saying, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, but for the sake of the other person, I'm not going to go into it. 
Um, but yeah, saying you suck is so impactful and so fucking hurtful because it's just shitting on everything about them, not just the situation, if you're talking about a particular situation, but just everything about them. It's just a blanket thing. So yeah, it, it just, it was like, oh fuck, this is like really, she's really going in. Yeah. But then it just didn't. Everything else was just really low energy, not good. Yeah. And it was all just, it was all just harsh. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the one note. Yep. Monotone. She yeah. changed the monotone. tone. She wasn't, but instead she was like, like it was still monotone. It wasn't variation. She just changed. It wasn't when they get to the deliberations, I don't mean to jump ahead, but to guess reference when they're like, you didn't do levels. You just changed level. You stayed, you went to a different level and you stayed there. Yeah. She doesn't know how to do a variety, which I get. It's hard. Mm. Like I think, yeah, she probably over... It, I think it's what happens to people when they yeah. get in their head in these competition environments. They, they they get the critique of, you need to give us different levels, and they think, so I just need to do another level. Yeah. She got Rather out of than, the... Like, no, we want, a, we want a diverse variety. We want you to go here, go there, go there. Yeah. She left yeah. the kitchen and went into the living room and sat... She was sitting in the <laughs> kitchen, got up and sat in the living room, and then she stayed in the living room for a while. She didn't get up from the living room, go upstairs into the bedroom, go into the bathroom, go out into the balcony, go into the kids' room, go into the study, go downstairs, go into the laundry, go into the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's a stupid example, but it, it is sort of like to try and make it a bit more like visually, like visually, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it's they're like- talking about. You moved from one place into another place. You didn't just, you didn't keep moving around. Like if we were talking about musically and like, we'd say like, we want dynamics, yep. like you gave us all loud so that we wouldn't, we wouldn't be saying, so just give us all soft. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah wanted, we'd be we, saying, we want a bit of soft. We want a bit of a build up to a loud. And then we want like a build down. Like we, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we want, nice. yeah. We want you to use some chest voice. We want you to use some head voice. We want you to whisper. We want you to do staccato. We want you to hang on. Like all of those sort of things. You don't want just like. Yeah. (laughs) Now. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to actually know what that is, especially when you're like in this competition world and you're having to rush to this, go to there, go to there, go to there. Like, yeah, I can understand the struggle. It'd be, mm. it'd be difficult to actually sit, be able to just sit for a moment and think of it, what it is that they're wanting. Yeah. So I can, I can sympathize. I think she interpreted their feedback as change what yeah. they're doing, not go on a journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, we want you to go on a round, uh, you know, go on a round the world trip, <laughs> not go on a holiday to one destination and come back. Yeah. We're on the runway and the runway theme is Dungeons and Drag Queens. So mm-hmm. I guess they were looking at more of like a fantasy sort of theme, right? Yeah, like fantasy, medievally something. Yeah. In world. So this, this yeah. could have opened the, like, this could have really 
not, it couldn't have been anything, but I was really excited to see this because like it pretty much opens the door to so many possibilities, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's an open concept. Mm. Yeah. Who did you think, so who was your favorite runway? Who was a runway that didn't stand out to you? Honestly, that well, I guess your favorite, two... not favorite. Good way to put it. Why is it? Okay, I'm gonna pause this for a sec. Just I'm gonna stop these runways. Why is it every time I ask you this question, I really struggle with the phrasing? All I have to say is, who is your favorite runway and who is your least favorite runway? That's all we know. need to know. Why can't I ask you that every single time? I don't know. The mystery of life. Okay. I think it's funny how it sounds like I'm attacking you, but I'm actually attacking myself and <laughs> you felt obliged to be like, I, I just, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know, Melanie. Look, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> the sun is up and maybe it's not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sky is blue. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, not right now. It's been grey for a fucking week and a half. Out that is in true. Yeah, when I'm has so, it been blue lately? I'm so done with this humid. We're in a La Nina in Sydney at the moment. Yeah. So, and we're about to hit summer. I know that's not, you know, foreseeable and all that. I, I know that doesn't make sense in all of our international, for our international listeners, but where. So it's, we're film we're not filming, sorry. We're recording on the 29th of November and we're just about to hit summer on the 1st of December. And it is so fucking humid and disgusting and it's raining and it's overcast and it's gross and I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird summer weather. It's like, yeah. In this region, like towards the city, in the actual city, it was cold last time I was there. Mm, it was it's cold funny. when I was there the other week when I went to see Hamilton. Mm. But um, yeah, where I am, it's all like it's just without giving out my specific location because I don't want people knowing where I am because you know privacy and whatever. Back off, Shirley. Um, I feel like where I live, I'm either I'm either sitting on icebergs or I'm a kilometer from the sun. Mm. <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> That's how it is. Anyway, runway. Who is your favorite? Who is your least favorite? Tell me. Oh, could I have two favorites? No. Okay, fine. Yeah, you can. Well, if I have to pick, I mean, if I have to pick a first favorite, I'll say fucking Pythia. A first favorite? Is that because it's because of who I was about to say? Sorry, if I have to pick a first favorite, it'll be fucking Pythia. Fucking Pythia! Oh my god. Reveal. This fucking bitch. Oh, this bitch. Just coming out with her Victorian thing. I was like, this is so cute. And then she throws it off. Oh, so good. Fucking Pythia. Can we please have this as a pop vinyl? I'm not like super into pop vinyls, but if I really love something, I want it as a pop vinyl. Can we please have this as a pop vinyl or some shit? No, not a pop vinyl. I just said I don't really like them. Um, <laughs> can, we, <laughs> can we please have this as like a plush toy? Is that cool? Mm. Yeah. Actually, no, I, I think it'd be cool as a pop vinyl. I t- you know, a toki doki. Yeah. You're just like, what do you want? 
But yeah, it's so cool. I mean, no one's ever done that, I don't think. No, and I wasn't expecting it. It was just so... She's really good at unexpected runways. Yeah, and it was actually a puppet because when she was moving forward, the legs were also going... It's very cool. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say my other favorite would be Isis. Yeah, she was in the black and red, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was stunning. I think so too. It was beautiful. Actually, Gia, Gia, um, Geometrics was quite stunning as well. I didn't understand yeah, it was the a good tail. It didn't need a tail. Yeah, it didn't really. You could just tell it was like some type of like... Do you want to be a plant or do you want to have a tail? Plant is... land person. Yeah. I just didn't understand the tail because I'm like, well, you're a plant person that, that wouldn't have a tail. Did you want to be a hybrid of something? Yeah. That was my only thing. But, um, yeah. But yeah, I guess my least favourite was Kamor. Oh, fuck yeah, that was bad. Yeah. She, the, the feathers were so heavy, the eyes, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that is heavy. All of it was just so heavy. Yeah. Yeah, and it didn't and fit. It was didn't too fit. It yeah. was too big on her body. I was like, if it's an illusion or something, it needs to be tight to the body. It wasn't the right color. It wasn't right. Way too heavy. There was just so much going on. Yeah. Now they give the deliberations and they, you know, they they say that, come on. They pretty much agree with what we thought, right? Not that yeah. we've talked about this. They said that, you know, Kimura, her runway was not good. They also say that her um, her comedy challenge, they thought that she was going to win and then they got there and they were just like, what happened? Yeah. They talk about Isis running out of time and they're like, you were great, but, you know, rules are rules, you ran out of time. Adriana, they said that she tripped over, but she did really well. Geometric, they were like... Yeah, it wasn't no good. Cigar. But they love the runway. Go on, go on, go on. It's pretty much all what we're saying, right? Yeah, we pretty much covered most of it. Pythia, Pythia's stunning runway. Could have been oh. better set. Yeah, but they didn't hate it. Yeah, it was it was that, yeah. I think it was here when um Pythia was like, I'm one of these people that I don't really understand a lot of punchlines of jokes. So how am I going to understand how to write a joke? I do understand. I, I get that. It's like, well, I barely understand what it is. It's kind of like asking me to do algebra. I'm like, well, I don't, I can barely, do, I can't do, I can barely do my times tables, let alone algebra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. And Kendall. Yeah. All good critiques pretty much. Oh Yeah. I liked her runway too, but it was very simple and I've, and I've seen this yeah. shape before. So I'm not going to turn around and say, oh, it's the best because she has worn stuff like this before. It's just the makeup and the hair, the materials has changed. But yeah, it was evident. It was, it was evident as soon as they gave the critiques. Like, oh, that, that's the winner, which I thought that as yeah. soon as Isis got cut off, I'm like, okay, well, because Isis yeah. couldn't get her set in time, Kendall Jenner is definitely the winner because it was just perfect. That's what I thought. And like everyone else wasn't great. Yeah. I would hire her for emceeing. Yeah. It was just great. I can trust her. This is the type of queen that I can trust that, you know, she's going to come out looking good and she's going to, you know, poke fun at people, but she's not going to like, you know, piss people off or anything like that. I don't have any qualms. I don't need to, you know, have any concerns for my guests. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 
awkward situation. We're in the workroom. Adriana, and this is prompted, like Adriana goes, you know, I'm concerned that we're at the point of the competition where now the judges are going to ask who should go home. If they were to ask us that question, who would you say? She's got a point because they are sort of at that point where generally in the competition, that's what they say. They tend yeah. to sort of say it in the, like in the middle somewhere. I feel like they already would have done it, but I can see why she thought that. Yeah. Cause they were like, well, they haven't asked us yet. Yeah. They usually do it just before untucked. So then they can have a massive drama and untucked. Yeah. This all <laughs> yeah. turns this, the milk turns. Oh yeah. This is horrible. I, yeah. This was bad because then Kimora, cause Adriana's basically just, I think Adriana was concerned that they were going to say her because they're like, well, you haven't won a challenge yet. You've not really been in the top. Like you've been in the top. For, oh no, wait, she has. Oh my God. I'm sorry. She has won a challenge. Yeah, she's my, won one challenge. Yeah. She has won a challenge. My apologies. I forgot. Um, yeah, but it, that was a while ago. So I think that's where she was having. Yeah. She was probably having of, a self-conscious moment, but then yeah. the spotlight just completely went off her. <laughs> yeah. Kimura Amor yeah. is like, oh, just say my name. I'm cool to go home. What the fuck? Yeah. The episode got bad from here on. This is like not a very happy end of episode. Yeah. Um, really sideswiped the car, right? Like, yeah, where the it, fuck did this come from? It wasn't nice to see. It was like, no, no, don't do it. Like, what? Uh. Like, yeah, I, I can't say I've been her biggest supporter. Like, I like her, but, but like, even like, even not like not being her biggest fan out of everyone there, I wouldn't want her to, to do that. Yeah. Sort of like, no, like, fight for yourself. Like, keep going it's not it, it's not nice to see someone just sort of give up like that it, yeah it was it, it, it must have been quite emotional because you know you had ice couture she was actually wiping away tears and everyone just seemed very like what do we even say to this yeah it, when um i think kendall gender she said i don't want you to just be stuck in this mindset and then she says this point, she goes, it's not a mindset, it's a fact. And I, it's awful because when you're, when you feel like you've been attacked and I know I've done this and then it's only when you reflect later, you, it's only really after the feeling you can figure out whether or not you did the right or wrong thing. Mm. Right. Or if you're in the right or wrong headspace, you can't, you're never going to tell when you're right there yeah you know and that's where you have people you know being dickheads to other people and then you know a couple of days or a few weeks later then they'll turn around and apologize it's never real. it's very rarely it's right then and there because it takes a while for the brain to sort of acknowledge whether or not it's in a like the state that it's in and the actual circumstances that happened right but i'm interested to know if there's more to her behind the scenes story I could be, I haven't looked admittedly, but it sounded as though I think she thought she was going to win. And then they've turned around mm. and said, because she said, I gave you, I was trying to give you a different level. And then they said, no, I was trying to give you levels. Cause you said that I was always at the same thing. And they said, yeah, well you changed level, but you didn't go anywhere else. So I think that's where she's like, you know what? I nothing I could do. And I, I understand this. I've done, yeah. I felt this, I felt this way with, 
people in my own family where I've gone, you know what, I'm never good enough for you because I'm trying, I'm trying to follow the feedback that you're giving me and I'm just clearly not getting it. So it's either, you know, there's something wrong with me and I'm not compatible with what you want me to do or you're unrealistic and you're just hateful and you're just there to get me, you know? Like I understand wanting to feel, like not wanting to feel that way, but I understand feeling that way. Yeah, me too. I get that feeling. It's 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 a frustrating feeling because you kind of go into this zone of like, well, what can I do? Yeah, but when you feel yeah. that way, it does feel like a fact. It's not necessarily true. It may not be necessarily true at all. Yeah, but, I think um, I've always been lucky that I've known like, I've always known to just not react or not do anything ab- about it. Mm. And like, I know like if I do something about it, I'm going to make a mistake. Whereas if I hold off, I'll be, things will likely turn out. But yeah, it's, yeah. In that moment, like there's no, there's nothing that can be said to you that's going to change anything. It's like when you're in that zone, you're in that zone. <laughs> yeah. It was all very um, concerning for sure. It was really troubling where, when she was like, it's a fact that to me, I was like, well, you don't know if it's a fact because you're, you're in this moment right now when you're Mm -hmm. there, it's very, I'm not saying that you're delusional, but what I am saying is you can't really say that that's a fact because you haven't had the moment to actually reflect on it. You're right. You're in the eye of the tornado. You're in the eye of the storm, which is very different from being outside of it, right? Um, but it sounded as though she was just, she sounded just really angry. She yeah. was never going to say that she was angry, but she sounded like, she was like, I'm fucking done. You know, it's kind of like when I'm an, I'm guilty of this, I have to say I'm guilty of this. And I'm like, you know what? You just do whatever you want. Do it, do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm not getting involved. Do whatever you want. What I actually mean is like, I do care but I can't change it. So I'm not going to stop you. Right. You know what I mean? And when I do that, Adrian's like, Oh, don't do that. It's really awkward. I'm like, well, I don't know what else to say. Right. And it's true. But when you're frustrated and in this moment, you're just like, well, you know, you're either going to fight, flight, surrender. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's a mess. The brain is a very complex sponge. (laughs) Yeah. Constantly moist, constantly dripping shit. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's not nice seeing Kamor like this. No. We get to the lip sync. (laughs) I was very confused. It started wow. out okay in the first 10 seconds. And mm. then Kamora just made a point of hiding what? behind, but also shadowing, but also confronting Gia. I was yeah. so confused. I'm like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to throw her off? It was so odd. Like, she basically was trying to be like her, like, villainous lure like lurking like she made a comment in the confessional she was like i was trying to be like a butterfly yeah i or the devil on her shoulder or something said something like that but yeah i mean i don't like i don't like when people walk like that behind me 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was her intention, but I was watching it. I'm like, I said to Adrian, we were watching it. I'm like, is she trying to sabotage her? What is she trying to do? She, it was Adrian really raised weird. a good point. Adrian raised a good point. Adrian was like, maybe she's feeling so down on herself. She wants company. Mm. Like it's not so much she wants to win to sabotage the person. It's more so like I'm feeling pretty low, so you can come with me into this pit of just. That very- could, maybe that was it. I don't know. Maybe she. I don't know if she knew that's what she was doing, but maybe that's what she subconsciously was doing or something. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, but I could tell when you get to. Um, I don't think she was in a good mindset throughout no. that whole, that whole lip sync. I think she was in a terrible mindset. No. When you get to 55 minutes and 48 seconds for anyone that's watching at home. So 55 minutes, 48 seconds. Well, actually a little bit earlier than that. I'll get you the right stamp. Please hold. 55 minutes and 42 seconds. From that point on, you look at um, Gia's face and she just wants us to stop. Yeah. You can tell like she's lip syncing the words, but she's checked out. And that's very unlike her because she's very buzzed and on all the time. That's what I was thinking. This with this lip sync, I was thinking like Gia probably would be giving this a lot more than what she is, but she's literally just giving it a face level. Like I'm just doing the words and giving it some some movement that I can because I've got this this person lurking on me. Yeah. So she was just trying her best to like cope rather it. than actually give it a real lip sync. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. it was just really awkward and awful because the, the both of them could have gone home. That's the thing. Like, if you want to, like, the thing is, it wasn't a oh. two-way street because you can have queens where they try to interact with the other queen in the lip sync, um, but the other queen can bat it back. But if they're not batting it back and they've made it clear that they don't want to be involved, you, it's just personal it's personal space like if someone doesn't mm. want to you know play i mean you, you can see on everyone drag them into the playground with you this is one of those moments where you knew no one was gonna come for chia like you could see everyone was like what's going on the judges are all like what's going on and yeah, yeah. well when brad goreski's like i have a question what was that like to me i was like i'm glad that he did and, ask because yeah. it was just I don't G- think she Gia would... didn't. Gia didn't answer. So she's just like she just looked to her. Oh, well, because <laughs> it was fair. clearly it clearly yeah, it clearly wasn't her. Wasn't her? Yeah. It just I don't think she meant to be disrespectful, but it's just personal oh, space. What can you do? Like, yeah, like she was probably nice considering. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, because like a lot of other people could take that a lot worse than she did. She was just kind of like. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was yeah. all very awkward, but I think it was the right time for her to go as much as I would have loved to have seen her stay. Cause in the last couple of weeks, she's really been bringing in energy and information yeah, last... that I really appreciate. But yeah, last just... episode she did really good, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah. It was just a shame. Yeah. But I think for me, as much as I've been saying, Oh, gee, is annoying. And you know, blah, 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 I'd still stand by all of that. It doesn't, it's just bad sportsmanship. In my view, you just don't drag someone else down with you. If you're in a bad place and when, when you're performing anyway, you need you need to perform. You cannot try and control what someone else is doing. And it was just so awful. It yeah, wasn't nice. It wasn't a good exit. Yeah, I haven't heard any anything on it like from her yet, any po- post interviews or anything. But yeah, everyone's kind of I think everyone's wondering like was 
was did she know she was gonna go and just didn't want to do a walk out? She just did this weird thing instead. Like mm. it was all yeah. It was yeah. strange. It was it was it a was... shame it was a very shame a shame that she left on that note. Mm. Yeah, it it's all very strange. Well, yeah, there'll definitely be a lot to talk about at the start of the next episode, I imagine. Yeah, we'll see. But overall, interesting episode. Yeah, it was interesting. A good, good roast. Yeah, it was fun. Not bad. Yeah. Hopefully, the next one's better though. <laughs> Good chat, Sean. Good chat, Mel. <laughs>